This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. Hi there, welcome along to this podcast. And we were joined by our movie critic, William Mullally, who was very enthusiastic about the new movie Air that's got an ensemble cast all about basketball, of course. And we are so looking forward to the brand new John Wick. William gives his take on that. Enjoy the podcast and join me live on the show weeknights, 8 through 10, right here on Dubai Eye 103.8. Welcome back into the show, and it's time to talk all things movies once again with uh, William Mullally, who's been talking to the people behind some of the best productions. Um, William, I think we'll get started with something that's just come into the theatres, and what an ensemble cast it's got. Of course, this is the movie Air. And Air is getting insane reviews. This is the latest directorial feature from none other than Ben Affleck. Yeah. Previously, you know, Oscar winner for Argo. Um, But it's been a while since we've seen him behind the camera. You know, there were... Obviously, those rumors of a Batman movie that didn't end up happening. He did Live by Night. And he's taken a long hiatus um, from that space. But with Air, he's finally back um, with all of his friends in tow. This time, you know, teaming with his longtime collaborator since they were kids, Matt Damon. Yeah. Um, an up-and-coming actor who I think I expect <laughs> big things from at some point. <laughs> but, you know, they obviously, you know, won the Oscar together for Goodwill Hunting and the fact that they're now kind of, you know, glued at the hip is really, I think, great news for not only them, but for all of us as movie fans, because every time they're together, it's magic. And this one currently has 99% Rotten Tomatoes, 99% audience score and critic score, both. So it's just universally being loved. And it's telling a really interesting story. It's the way that the guys at Nike, which was just this fledgling, you know, nothing, you know, third-rate sportswear company in the 80s decided to go after a young basketball player named Michael Jordan to to bring him on board, who had no interest in signing with them. Obviously, this turned into, you know, Eric Jordan, one of the most legendary and fruitful partnerships we've ever seen in any space, and that continues to this day. But the story of how it was put together has always been fascinating for sneaker fans, and I think this dramatic retelling with this great, great cast, I think is just an absolute treat for everyone involved, and I can't wait to go see it this weekend. So, a movie for sneakerheads. Here's the trailer. You know when you get a feeling? I'm doing this 20 years. I've never had a feeling like this. You're going to see exactly what I see. Which is what? Greatness. I need the greatest basketball shoe that's ever been made. What's the plan? We build a shoe line around just him. For a rookie who's never set foot on an NBA court. Who's the player? Michael Jordan. We can't get Michael Jordan. I'm thinking of reaching out to the parents. You talk directly to the family, you're going to lose your job. Do you typically show up at people's front doors unannounced? I, I was told not to call. Oh, man. Here we go. Every once in a while, someone comes along that's so extraordinary that it forces change because they are so very special. A shoe is just a shoe. Until my son steps into it. Well, there's a trailer then for Air. I mean, we've mentioned Ben Affleck directing here, Matt Damon in there, but we've got Viola Davis, also Chris Tucker, Marlon Wyans. I mean, there's some heavy hitters in this cast. Yeah, and I think really it feels like a drama from you know, 
20 years ago in the best possible way, you know, because was, that was the time when we get these sort of prestige, you know, great pieces. And it doesn't feel like we're getting them as much anymore. Although it does feel like they're all coming out one after another. We're getting these movies about the man who brought the thing to the place. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> we've got this. We've got Tetris on, you know, Apple TV+. Plus. The story of the guy who got the rights to, to Tetris and brought it to the world. And so many more, you know, coming down the pipeline. It's really, I think, the glory times of the behind-the-scenes business biopic. Yeah. I can't wait for the BlackBerry movie, personally, as well. Yeah, I, I think they're very entertaining. I mean, the McDonald's one a um, few years ago, I thought it was fascinating, you know, finding out just how they built this empire. Yeah, because there's so many, you know, there's so much drama within it, you know? It's like the social network. Oh, great, the story of Mark Zuckerberg, the most boring <laughs> guy you've ever seen in your life. How is this going to be any good? Yeah. Well, it turns out <laughs> there's a lot there. So it, it's funny that... We had this wave in the early 2010s, and they seem to have fallen off. But it's great to see this genre back and thriving again, because I do think that it's well-suited to the times and any time. All right, so that's uh, Air. Now let's go over to Khan, and I believe uh, Johnny Depp has um, been showcasing something over there. He's really bounced back from all those court dramas with Amber Heard. Yeah, his film is going to be opening the Cannes Film Festival, which is, you know, one of the most prestigious honors that you can get in the entire film world. Yeah. And it's actually produced in part by Saudi Arabia, Mole Turkey. So it's, you know, I think a big thing for the region that it's kind of, you know, Saudi plus Johnny as what's, you know, kind of brought him back to the fore and, you know, reclaimed the spot in competition at the world's biggest and most prestigious and oldest film festival. I think it's a sign that, you know, all of the, the troubles that he was facing, would he ever be able to get back into the limelight? Well, here he is firmly back again and fully embraced by, you know, the biggest names in the industry. Do you think we're ever going to see him in his Jack Sparrow outfit again? Honestly, I, I think Disney's probably watching this very, very closely <laughs> to see <laughs> how he does it can, how the press is, how people treat him, because I think they're just so worried about any sort of, of a you know PR blow up, yeah. um, but you know if he can weather this storm, I, I think it's going to be you know singing good things for Captain Jack Sparrow. Exactly. Um, now, John Whit, we're all looking forward to that, of course, and uh, that's going to be coming up real soon. We're still doing great things at the box office. Yeah, it's just the most you know, you know, best received, the most loved, and I think just the the most self-aware of the John Wick films. You know, at this point, they just know that they're making kung fu films, and that's what they're doing. It's a three-hour kung fu film with great action, zero dialogue, just pure, physical, well-filmed fight sequences that are just absolutely thrilling. And I I think at this point, you can just do these long, long into the future because the story itself isn't as interesting as just watching him do his thing, and there's just plenty of people you can still put him up against. Why don't we get Jackie Chan in here next time? Yeah, and I'm just reading as well um, earlier on that there's going to be a spin-off to uh, to John Wick, and it's going to actually star the Oscar nominee Anna D. Armas in uh, Ballerina. Yeah, and we're going to be having the series as well. Um, so I think all of this universe is just going to keep growing and growing because it's just such a wonderful template that allows you to do that. It's It's so funny that... You know, we have, you know, James Bond, and it's always like, are we ever going to be able to have an action hero like that again? And it just kind of comes up and it happens organically at this point. You know, John Wick went from just, oh, this cool little movie where, look, Keanu Reeves is back. Oh, he's, he's doing some cool fighting. Oh, look, he's something about a, a dog and getting revenge. And now look what we have. It's <laughs> a sprawling empire. 
Um, but honestly, it's just at this point, there's no limit to where they can go, who they can bring into this world. Cause it's such a simple and replicatable template. As long as you get great people behind it to film great action sequences, I, I think really there is no limit to how far this franchise can go. OK, we're going to come back with more as we talk to William Mullally, our movie critic right here on Dubai Eye 103.8. You're listening to the UAE's number one talk radio station. This is The Night Shift with Mark Lloyd on Dubai Eye 103.8. Welcome back into the show. We're very lucky to have William joining us once again to talk all things movies. Let's go to Tiny Beautiful Things. Tell me more about this. So, do you ever see the movie Wild with Reese Witherspoon? Yes. So, Wild is, you know, basically in that movie, Reese is playing the real-life person, Cheryl Strayed, who's an author who went on this journey herself. So, before Wild, Cheryl Strayed actually first came to prominence you know she was always a you know acclaimed writer but she never really had anything that made her a household name until she started doing this anonymous advice column and it became very very personal she took it over for a friend and even though everything is completely anonymous she was just sharing so much of her own story who she was and just putting her own flaws rather than coming from this sort of you know omnipotent, I know everything, and I'm going to give you the perfect advice. It was, I'm a broken person. I've been through a lot. Maybe you can learn from my mistake. And it just <laughs> right. really caught, you know, caught fire across the world. And finally, when she decided to stop doing it, revealed her name and published that as a book called Tiny Beautiful Things, it was hugely acclaimed. And it, it helps propel her to the level of wild and, and beyond. So while it's been a long time since we saw the movie Wild, this is actually an adaptation slightly fictionalized of that same story you know we do have cheryl herself is intimately involved in the making of this you know she's one of the she's in the writer's room but it's katherine hahn here um playing a name change version of her um as she's putting together this advice column while also jumping back to her as a younger person you know what what it was like when her mother just died suddenly and she had to in her early 20s kind of grapple with the reality of, you know, having lost the most important person in her life. And so it's a really heartfelt, you know, but dramedy um, of watching, you know, Catherine Hahn play out this early 40s version of Cheryl Strayed and Sarah Pigeon play off this younger version. And I think it's really, really powerful. And it's coming only to, to Disney Plus this weekend. And, you know, I, I think Catherine Hahn as an actor has, you know, just continued to grow and grow and grow. Obviously, she's getting her own Disney Plus spinoff. Um, from the Marvel world of her character Agatha in WandaVision. So she's going to be <laughs> this gigantic Marvel character, but yeah. I think as an actor, this is her first chance to really you know, take front and center as a dramatic presence and just does a really wonderful job. And you know, speaking to the creator, I think she just had nothing but effusive praise for all the people involved in making this. Cheryl's words were the guiding light. You know, whenever you're adapting something, you're thinking like, how do I put this out into the world in a new way? So certainly there was, you know, something structurally, I, I hope like kind of cool that we wanted to do with it. And, and there were certain things I wanted to tackle, but I think in terms of guiding light, it always just came back to Cheryl, that advice, those 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 words that you know people have read and like scrawled into their journals or tattooed on their bodies or like written on a post-it to remind themselves of like I wanted that to come through because that's what connected me to the book it's Cheryl's writing that connected me to her 
And then her story. And I think the importance of her story, um, telling pieces of her story that maybe hadn't been told before. And I think one of the biggest things that really, um, I think was a guiding light was like honoring her love for her mother and her mother's story. Well, there's the creator then of Tiny Beautiful Things, and here's the trailer. Would you believe me now? My life is a mess. My husband kicked me out a few days ago. My daughter hates me. How did I get so far from the person I wanted to be? What would I tell my 22-year-old self? Stop worrying whether you're fat. Stop obsessing about your nose. Your nose is perfect. Don't take your mom for granted. She won't be here forever. I wish you weren't my mom. I could die tomorrow. And if I did, you would never forgive yourself because that would be the last thing that you would ever said to me. You're not the only one that could die tomorrow. So can I? That is an awful thing to say to me. Well, there it is. Tiny, beautiful things. Once again, um, opening up this weekend, William, where can we see that? So the first episode will be dropping only on Disney Plus in the Middle East. Lovely. Uh, now, um, just finally, I believe you've been chatting to a certain method man. The method man. <laughs> I'm sure you can play a little bit of a song um, after this. I might suggest You're All I Need, him and Mary J. Blige. Just, yeah. I think, honestly, one of the best R&B slash hip-hop duos ever made, if not the best. Personally, I think it's the best. But he's just done a tremendous job over the last you know, more than two decades becoming a great actor and at this point i think he's not left music behind but i think he's moved acting into the front of his mind and done a tremendous job in doing that and starring on power book two um he's i think really so so proud that at this point you know people aren't just being like oh look it's method man lawyer they're, they're talking about his character they're talking about his amazing presence on screen and as the character of Tariq, who is the son of ghost um, continues to develop here in his own show, and it you know it gets great reviews, it gets huge, huge ratings, and continues to be just this huge boon of its own entire world. I think Method Man has become, you know, I, I think a really great actor who is going to be taking the next step in his career. And so, being able to sit down with him and talk about the way that you know early on it took you know some proving of himself. To, to get people to take him seriously as an actor rather than someone who's just coming in for something, you know, maybe, you know, like other people do, just pure glam or wanting the attention. He's like, no, this is what I really want. This is who I want to be. And he had people like Samuel Jackson who endorsed him early on that I think helped get him to, to this point and made, you know, power at this point such a success because really Meth is just an incredibly, incredibly talented man. The first job I got, uh, it was interesting, um, which was uh, Great White Hype, um, a movie by the Hudland Brothers. And I actually played myself. I, you know, I performed uh, Bring the Pain and brought Damon Wayans' character out. And I met Sam Jackson that day, Jamie Foxx, Damon Wayans, and uh, Peter Berg, the great Peter Berg. And what really gave me a, a taste for it, when me and Redman did our own movie, How High, now, I wanted to keep going and uh, keep doing the uh, acting thing, but the music thing was still building. We were still hot in the music industry. And contrary to what people think or say, you cannot do both. Corey Feldman has been trying for years. You cannot do both, okay? Um, 
So I had I made a decision to focus on music more. And if it was a mistake, so be it. At least I, I don't have that stigma over my head. Like, what if I didn't do this? And what if I would have did that? Anyway, I knew I could contribute more than just music, you know. And um, the acting bug was calling me again. And I decided to um, just buckle down and do it, you know, um, do all the work, uh, the classes, um, auditions, um, workshops, just everything that can help me in my journey to being a full-fledged actor and taken seriously at acting. And uh, once I got my um, first role after this process was Keanu, it hasn't stopped since. Well, there's Method Man Power Book 2. Where can we see this? This one's only on Star's Play. Lovely. And um, I'm going to grant your wish. I think we'll play out with a little bit of Method Man and Mary J. Blige on this. Once again, look at the movies with William Mullally. Enjoy it, William, and we'll catch you next week. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you then. You've been listening to a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. To enjoy lots more from Dubai Eye in the United Arab Emirates, just go to DubaiEye1038.com or find them wherever you normally get your podcasts.